You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Travelling Tunes with Dr. Kirsten Zimke. Morena Kirsten, how are you today? Good morning from Kirikiriroa. That's where I am today. Oh, nice. A little bit of the Tron going on. Love to, love right. to see it. <laughs> hey, we're talking uh, Scottish pop today, kind of 80s vibes this morning. We've had a lot of texts already. The listeners are excited about this, Kirsten. What, what is it about this kind of sound from Scotland that's interesting? Well, yeah, I hadn't realised. I guess that's why we ended up going with the big bangers. I just hadn't realised how big a contribution they'd had you know, into mainstream music. And I guess, like New Zealand, they're kind of a smaller country competing with the U.S. and Britain. And, well, no, sorry, not Britain, England. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. Competing. I think if you say, you can sort of say Scotland's outside of Britain because I think for many people in their hearts, that's very true. <laughs> well, yeah, that's one thing I've learned was is just how sort of proud and sort of, you know, nationalistic they are about themselves and what they do. And so that's so important that they've had such a huge impact. You know, I'm going to hit this first track from 1976. I feel like when you're listening to this and you're listening to the Scottish accent, that's where it kicks in, you know? Oh, and the tartan. The, 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 big, the big deal part of their sort of, you know, pitch. Now, I'm going to sort of fess up and say I was alive during this time. <laughs> and living in Los Angeles. And, yeah, it was kind of a funky big deal you know, that these guys are from Scotland and what's that and where's that and they're so, you know. I love the idea you... of the Bay City Rollers ha- being Scottish as their, like, exotic card, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh la yeah. la, Scotland. Well, you know, so I was looking at some more Scottish stuff this morning and so this is the Insider Scotland tourist sites. They're like, yup, bagpipes, castles, whiskey, like... You know, the stuff that you might think is kitchen that they would want to be known for different stuff. They're like, oh, hell no. Haggis, tartan, like... The Bay City Rollers leaning right into their 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 cultural roots. Yeah, they're really proud of it. You know, like, they're proud of it all, and it's, it's not even kitsch. Well, obviously, some people I'm sure think it is, but these were all on, like, you know, come-to-Scotland things. Um, the other thing they were saying, and I guess maybe it's not as well known, it's just all the great cities they have. You totally. Know? I... And the ar- arts and stuff. I have to say, the um, hair in this album cover is amazing. amazing. Yes. Really yes. big sort of um, mullet shag situations going on. Not in the haven't way that you... people are doing it today. Quite crucially different. I was going to say, say, haven't you had that, that hairstyle? I have. Point. I'd like I'm to think sure. there was less volume in it than some of these <laughs> ones. <laughs> Their national animal is the unicorn. Hell yeah. We've all seen it. <laughs> seen it in the woods. <laughs> okay, and another thing. Okay, sorry, I was on all these websites this morning. They invented golf. 
I didn't actually know that. Is it the national yeah. sport in Scotland or? I, I don't know, but they someone's going to text in. If it, that feels wrong to my <laughs> cultural heritage to not necessarily know that. But I guess you were talking with golf, you know. Oh, true. Yeah, it is What's true, actually. Yeah, caddies are quite often, you know. Yeah. So I don't know anything yeah. about golf. I'm you trying to make it sound know. like I do, but I really don't. And another fun fact I did not know is Scotland has 900 islands. I did know that. It's a very island-based... See, I didn't know that. I hadn't thought that of them, but they've only inhabited 118 of them, apparently. Um, I'm imagining some of them are just quite large rocks at this point, though. That's right. Well, I I don't know. It depends on how you identify, Rachel. So Bay City Rollers were obviously doing something quite specific that was following in the kind of wake of Beach Boys and stuff, but Simple Minds, who we're listening to now, we're jumping forward maybe half a decade? Oh no, almost a whole decade. What what was this coming out of, Kirsten? Well, they had kind of an interesting trajectory, because they were just kind of a band, I wouldn't say underground, but a band just kind of trying to make it and doing things. And just happened to run into the right people. I think one was maybe even Clive Davis. But, you know, and they got this song in Breakfast Club. So I hadn't realized that they weren't that big before Breakfast Club. And then they were rocketing to number one. I believe they had, like, a couple of number one albums. Oh, yeah, massive. They're, you know, they have 60 million sales, 24 top 40 singles. Um, wow. You know, they're really big. And this song also isn't one of theirs. You know, it was it was written for the movie. Um, apparently, Billy... The Idol turned it down, Brian Ferry turned it down. So they were just a band trying to do their thing. That's so interesting. There was, ar- there was arguments like, oh, we should only do our own songs and stuff. But, oh my God, that's how they met Clive Davis. The lead singer, Jim Kerr, was married to Chrissy Hind. Legend. Uh, I know, so this was before they were like super big and famous too. And I don't want to upset people this morning, especially because I'm at a conference with a lot of Australians. But <laughs> you better watch Scotland, Scotland claims ACDC. Okay, hang on. What? That is a controversial hot take. Explain because that one. How does that, Mal- how does that come about? Mal- Malcolm and Angus Young were born in Scotland. That come is on. quite... That's a reach. I mean, they are Scottish, <laughs> but they are an Aussie band. You can't deny. I know. I was shocked. So I'm literally at a popular music conference um, and with it's the Australian New Zealand branch. And um, yeah, I, I hope they're not listening. <laughs> they're going to come for me. But so many amazing Scotland bands. I mean, I, I've, I've been doing some work on the 50s, and so I'd come across this Lonnie Donegan guy. Very strange story. Um, but just, yeah, all through the... And, um, Two member, a member of Cream, you know, the Eric Clapton rock band was Scottish. Um, I do quite like this. This is a very New Zealand thing to do, which makes sense that a lot of our colonial <laughs> roots right. go back You're to right. Scotland to be like, that one guy in that band. You know him. He's from oh, New Zealand, right. and sense. he also knows my uncle, therefore New Zealand band, <laughs> yes. you know? That's kind right. of the same energy. 
Because that's the sort of point I've been trying to make is that, you know, sort of small country, you know, punching above its weight. And you're right, that's why they're making all these claims. Now, one of the weird tracks we didn't play this morning is the average white band. <laughs> totally funky funk band. And they're Scottish. It's so weird. There's some, um, there's some fascinating kind of parallels in the way yeah i think new zealand music as you say punches above its weight in a global stage and scotland does that as well it's also the relationship between scotland and britain or england as well is that you know it's the classic thing of you're british when it's successful and you're scottish when it's not (laughs) goes for sport goes for music goes for politics how people like to claim it. It's like in New Zealand, we do that in our own way with all sorts of complex, you know, ideas around race and politics here as well. And I guess musically, as you were saying before, you can use it as a, you know, a special hook to make you exotic. Um, But yeah, also, you know, you're trying to fight against, say, local bands in England, you know, and so you've got both, you know, it's a double-edged sword. This has got to be possibly one of the most uh, famous Scottish, Scottish, Scottish pop bands. Yeah. With the Proclaimers. I guess that's how you would expect all Scottish music to say. Take a look. And, but this song actually is really, um, really quite moving. You know, it's about these waves of Scottish migration to the USA. I was going to say, this is not my favourite Proclaimers song, so I was looking forward to hearing the choice selection behind this one. And that would make sense. This is a fascinating, like, thing to write a pop song about that. Yeah, because, you know, as you said, you know, they are kind of known for the sort of happy-go-lucky, you know, when I wake up. Um, But yeah, so this song, and and I wasn't, you know, I'm aware that Scottish people are around, you know, in in Aotearoa, you know, is everybody part Scottish? (laughs) Many Pākehā in New Zealand can trace at least one ancestor back to Scotland, I would say. Yes. And Māori, and Māori, let's be honest here. No, there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of Māori-Scottish relationships. (laughs) But yeah, so I wasn't aware of all the different waves of why, you know, it's very sad, economic depression. Oh, one of the phases was all the wealthy landowners decided sheep was a better use of the land and just got rid of the people. Honestly, when Britain wakes up to its own colonial past, then we're going to see some real decolonization action happen in this world. Yeah, so as you said, for this band to sort of do that in the midst of like the other stuff in their career. Oh, no, here's another fun fact about the band. They started as punk, just, you know, young teens punking around. Then they were an acoustic duo. And, and now it's a sort of, you know, really it's stadium iconic rock, pop. really. Diverse. Stadium yeah. pop rock, yeah. Yeah. I did see the Proclaimers play a few years ago. Ooh. It was really fun. It was amazing. It was a lot of people who kind of looked like my uncle were there having a really good time. <laughs> and when they played Sunshine on Leith, um, someone will be able to text me and remind me what the football team, that's that's their club song. Mm. It was like all these people oh. suddenly stood up and they had the scarves oh, and they yeah. had the jackets just in, you know, Auckland, central Auckland, <laughs> and they were crying. It was quite a, it was quite an unexpected cultural moment. It was kind of amazing, though. And so, you know, that's people with a really powerful emotional and possibly biological connection to Scotland, you know? It's not just, oh, that's nice musical. 
you know, there are these sort of long-term legacy connections people have. Hard out. Thank you for bringing us a bit of this big-time Scottish pop this morning, Kirsten. It's been very enjoyable. Enjoy the rest of your pop conference. That sounds fascinating. Uh, And we will see you next week. Take it easy. Bye. That was Travelling Tunes with Dr Kirsten Zimpke. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.